The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We've been monitoring your radio broadcast for good many years. The revolution is on. All right, pay attention, stupids. Good little plug for us. I, I like, like that. that. A voice for freedom and the American spirit. It's called taking care of business. A beacon of hope. <laughs> I was looking for donuts. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is unbelievable. This is the one and only revolution with Jim and Trev. The perfect mix of low intellect, high lack of ambition, and limitless parental support. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. All right, folks, we've got a great show for you this week. Joining us from uh, the great beyond, uh, Great Britain, the UK, uh, in about 45 seconds is Mike Robinson with uh, Fish in the Wild. So excited uh, he's calling in. Then we're going to have Cat Daddy on as well with a Midwest uh, Catfishing Report. Greg Riss with Huntmasters. Instead of talking about uh, knocking down big whitetails or big game, uh, he's going to be telling us about fishing for crawfish. And uh, little known fact, Jimbo's going to be joining us as well. Uh, and, uh, he's coming in about 15 seconds. He was in the bathroom taking a quick response COVID test. <laughs> let's hope it turns out negative. All right, so let's get to Jim's coming in. Let's get to uh, Mike Robinson. <laughs> We're on the water this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Yeah! Now kicking off a two-parter with Mike Robinson, host of Fishing the Wild on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Travis, I'm excited about our next guest. You know what? It's Slim Whitman from England. Oh, my God. Slim Whitman? <laughs> hey, he That's was a- the most popular recording artist in who knows when. <laughs> All right, anyways, Mike Robinson, he is the host of Fishing the Wild on Outdoor Channel. All-new series, Mondays, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Mike from across the pond, buddy. How's it going, buddy? It's going really well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Now, I got to ask you a question. You are a master chef. You are a master hunter. You're also a master angler. Is that right? Um, I wouldn't necessarily use the word master. Um, <laughs> bumbling amateur, probably. Um, I don't know about that. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to learn. You know, I, I come, I come, I approach this with. I've always been a, an absolutely ravenous fisherman. You know, I love fishing, and fishing's kind of my recreation because I, you know, hunting is actually a big part of my job. You know, managing deer populations is, is a business to us yeah so i love fishing and and i i've sort of started a real journey with this new show onto fishing as a sort of really sustainable food resource so it's a very different program to maybe normal fishing shows in that it's very much like farming the wild just with more water involved yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is there in England, you have a lot of different species, but one of the most difficult, at least in that part of the world, is the salmon. 
Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's the fish of 10,000 casts. And the rest. Have you ever been to Scotland? 10,000 is very hopeful. <laughs> um, you know, the Atlantic salmon, which is what we're talking about. I mean, to put it this way, in the show, we had to go to Iceland to catch one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? You have to go to Iceland? Import them. Well, look, I've caught a few in Scotland, but from a filming point of view, Scotland, you know, is the most magical place in the world for hunting, for fishing. It's true paradise. But... Salmon or traditional salmon fly fishing in Scotland, I mean, you know, it's almost a perversion. It's almost like masochism because, you know, you go there for weeks and weeks, years on end, and you eventually you, you might get all the conditions right. Because don't get me wrong, the fish are there, and when the conditions are right, yeah. Scotland can be incredible. But I've been to Scotland, considering it's supposed to be the wettest, rainiest place on earth, I must have fished 15 weeks in my life in Scotland. And I've never seen a cloud. No. Always bright sunshine. <laughs> You've never seen and, and yet, whenever I go deer stalking, I've never seen the sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the weather hates you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a magnet for crappy yeah, and, weather. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the sad part about that, you've made 90,000 casts to get to that one fish, and a guy comes yep. up to you and says, oh, that's too short. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, but then in Scotland also right now, Pretty much catch and release is universal. Yeah. So we're pretty much returning all our fish. So we, I, I really wanted to go to Iceland because it's a real sustainability success story over there for Atlantic salmon. Yeah. Now you guys also, you go after, is it the conger eel? And they are like, isn't uh, that the biggest eel? Yeah, I believe it is. It's, I mean, they get pretty big. I mean, I caught a couple of small ones. Yeah. And they were like seven feet. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? Really? Small is seven yeah. feet? They're very strong, very wriggly. They've got very big teeth. And, uh, and, and we were catching them on World War I wrecks in the English Channel. So oh, cool. The, the wreck, where the, the Germans torpedoed all the merchant ships in the First World War, you've got these wrecks and they're, they're, the congas lit. And, and uh, it's a really interesting fishing technique. But from a food point of view, they're, they're, you can't really use them commercially anymore. But they're delicious and they're, they're muscly and they're really great eating you know they're wonderful yeah now do you dive for those or you know i i mean no, they can well, be pretty aggressive can't they I, my friends have dived for them um but the other part of the journey that's becoming really interesting for me is is uh free diving and spearfishing so yeah. i've become from a personal point of view and from a sustainability point of view there's no more sustainable method of fishing because you know you're not casting a hook and seeing what comes up you're you're hunting underwater. You're hunting underwater deer stalking. And, it, it, you know, I, I spent last summer trying to become, you know, I, I feel like a bit of an elephant seal in the water. And what I'd like to be <laughs> is a first fish, you know. And uh, I certainly look like an elephant seal. So, um, and I'm being taught by some ridiculously fit, agile young spear fishermen who are 30 years younger than me and, and, and literally are like seals. Yeah, now... To practice for diving, haven't you been swimming? What did you put, like, 1,500 meters at a time uh, to get ready for diving? I, I live in a, a lovely village in the Cotswolds in England, and we're surrounded by lakes. Yeah. Uh, that used to be where they dug out the gravel, you know, in the old days. And uh, I've got one of them is my little fishing lake I've got with trout. But um, on another one, there's a swimming club, and there's, so you do wild swimming, so... I've been training there, so what I try and do, they've got a 750-meter sort of circuit around the lake, and I try and do 
sat twice, sort of four times a week, uh, wow. to try and get it in shape. And it, I tell you, it breaks you. I mean, that's a mile. And, yeah. Uh, it's quite a long way. Yeah, that is a long ways. I think I would die yeah. a quarter of a mile into it. Couldn't you just go to the fish market? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Again, uh, you have to watch Fishing the Wild, all-new series, Outdoor Channel, Monday, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It is like the ultimate catch-and-cook show. I mean, once again, like Farming the Wild, you take us from methods of hunting to processing it to cooking it, you do the complete shebang uh, in Fishing the Wild. Yeah, 100%. Because, look, my whole thing is trying to complete the circle, you know. I don't want to just go out and – I mean, I like fishing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I don't just want to go out, catch a fish, catch another fish. You know, I'm interested in the journey. So I like thinking, well, what do I want? So, you know, like next week I'm going down with – Joe, who's the guy in the first episode last week, um, my spearfishing friend, the skinny one, the annoying skinny <laughs> fit one. <laughs> and uh, he, um, Joe, uh, Joe, you know, we, we were in the Hebrides in Scotland on the last episode, and that was just amazing. We, were, we went there and we spent like two days diving for scallops. But the scallops we were diving for, I mean, they were six to eight inches across. Like, oh, wow. I'm not wow. talking... I'm not talking man six inches. I'm talking six to eight actual inches. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the water was so clear and pure. Eight meters, so 25 feet up, you could snorkel and look down and you could see the outline of the scallops in the sand. Wow. And then you would dive down and pick them up. And they were, I mean, like you're talking four ounces of scallop meat in a scallop. Holy um, smokes. Well, you ought to use your <laughs> skinny guy for bait. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, uh, he's too quick for that. I'd be the one eating by himself. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah, of course. Okay, hey, we're talking with Mike Robinson. He's the host of Fishing the Wild on Outdoor Channel. And uh, when are they on? Yeah, it's Monday, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Uh, and on My Outdoor TV, you can catch a bunch of uh, Mike Robinson. Is that a pun uh, on his fishing show catch, catch. yes <laughs> not, like spearing maybe um now mike to learn more about you fishing the wild uh everything you have going on man so interesting where can we find you online so i am uh, my um instagram is game meet mike you know i put quite a lot of cooking and recipes and generally what's going on we're on facebook as well i mean then there's all my restaurants i mean there's four of them in britain uh so i'd always recommend to anyone coming over here to visit England, to come to one of our restaurants, Neat Wild Food, the Woodsman Restaurant, uh, the Harwood Arms in London. I've got the Elder in Bath and the Forge in the lovely town of Chester. And all of those are temples to wild food, you know? So, yeah, I'm very lucky. You bet. Hey, we'll be back right after this. Take the revolution wherever you go. We like road trips and trucks and guns and beer. (laughs) Where was I? Oh, yeah. Hit up all things revolution at JimandTrav.com. The Backyard Done Right starts with Backyard Ready. A showcase of new products, expert tips, and inspiring ideas. Do it right at GameAndFishMag.com slash Backyard. 
Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back, and we're on the water. Now, let's get back to Mike Robinson, host of Fishing the Wild on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Part 2 starts right here. Hey, we are back. We are talking Fishing the Wild. And our next guest, actually, it's the same guest we had before the break. And uh, he, he's calling us from England, of all places. You would think that he's tired of the colonies over here. He is. He's just tired of us completely. Uh, Fishing the Wild Outdoor Channel Mondays, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Would you say more than, let's say, deer, elk, or, you know, whatever it may be when it comes to big game, People have a tendency to screw up preparing fish worse than, you know, venison or something. It seems like so, everyone can ruin fish, right? Yeah, because the thing about fish generally is that one little slip of the knife and, you know, you've, you've screwed it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm obsessed about meat quality and preparation and all the processes uh-huh. that need to take place to make things as good as they can be. I mean, the key with fish uh, is... Uh, one of the great keys of fish, without a doubt, is just like with deer, is to bleed the fish. This is this is really important. And uh, so whether it's a trout or a Spanish mackerel or a wahoo or whatever, I always make a big point of bleeding them as soon as I catch them. So I put a knife in the gills, rip it out, and then allow the fish to bleed out so that the blood doesn't pool in in you know in the structures. Same, just the same as with a deer, we bleed the deer uh, within seconds of killing them. Uh, rabbit, hares, whatever we what we do. And then the other, the, the next thing is really is to get that fish cooled down quickly. And and third, so ice is critical. But third, uh, I've always thought with fish is, is to let them rest for 24 hours if you can. So oh, if you really? can leave a fish on the bone for 24 hours, uh, it, it, it tends to be at its absolute best from a culinary point of view. Well, now your your restaurants are noted for the wild game that you serve. Are you yeah. uh, beefing it up, if you will? And I hate to use that word, but uh, with yeah. with fish, is that well, we part do of the quick. menu? I mean, fish is always a huge part of our menus. Always, it has to be. And I work with various people. I work with um, some amazing. The way we get our fish for the restaurant is, I work with uh, an amazing company in Cornwall, in the southwest of England where probably the best, most sustainable fishing takes place. And we work with one fish supplier who drives these fish to us overnight in our restaurant. So, but they only come from what we call day boats. So we only buy fish from boats that catch their fish who only go out for less than 24 hours. Oh. In other words, they don't, they don't, their fish aren't held on ice for three, four days or frozen or anything else. The, the, these are small family-owned trawlers that go out for, you know, 24 hours. They bring their fish back. They're sold straight at auction at the quayside. Our guys buy them, process them, and send them to us. So we're getting fish about 36 hours after they're pulled out of the water in peak perfect condition. And we know they're sustainable because they're not huge mega trawlers. They're small. They're, 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 it's, everything's right, you know? Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned earlier about uh, 
uh, having the fish rest for 24 hours. You know, yeah. a, a big thing here in the in the states, northern in North America, is the fact that you have shore dinners. I mean, <laughs> you catch yep. the fish and you put it in hot grease. That is oh, yeah. part of the deal. But it would have been better if we would have cooked yesterday's fish. Generally, if you and if it tells correctly, so. There's a lot of chefs around the world, like really, really top chefs, much cleverer chefs than me, who are working on this. And what they're finding is that actually, as long as your fish has been gutted immediately, bled, got onto ice, kept in really good condition, once it's gone through the rigor mortis process, right, once it's stiffened up, which takes uh, a bit of time, and then if you allow it then to rest so that it de-riggers before you then fillet it or fillet it, it's kind of at its best. So we reckon, in the restaurant world, we reckon that fish is at its absolute best between 24 and 48 hours after catch, as long as it's been beautifully looked after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you mentioned about uh, the, the bones. Is there some flavor that is derived from the bones? Well, I mean, we, I mean the mo- one of the most important, I mean, nothing gets wasted when we use fish. So we buy all our fish in whole, and they are, all the fish come in as is, so we make full use of the cheeks, of the um, the collars of the fish, you know. We use the, the bones and the frames and the skeletons of the white fish to make stock uh, as a base for fish soups and stews. So literally nothing gets... So the bones are they're full of collagen. They go, they're go they full of delicious fat. They're, they're just amazing. So fish bones are as important as the meat. Yeah, now I'm looking at a picture of you. I think you're holding the Cornish spider crab. And that dude looks delicious. They, he's a, he's looks a, mean, too. It's a big crab. They get hold of you. You know about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, in fact, they have a migration every year. Ooh. And the spider crabs come in in vast numbers. They migrate in. They're coming in now. So that's why I'm going next week. Because uh, between like 3 and 10 meters in depth, so Ooh. 10 to 30 feet in depth, all the rocks will be covered in spider crabs. And what we're looking for are the big cock crabs, the big males. And the one I'm holding in that picture, when you open it up, it's like two feet across, you know? Yeah, yeah. He is and, and massive. You get and it's honestly, I can't tell you, the meat is the sweetest, most amazing meat. There's not a lot of meat in the shell, uh-huh. but it's all in the. It's a bit like a, a king crab. Now, what is your favorite way to prepare that? If you, if you were going to make it just for you and let's say your wife, how would you prepare it? Yeah. I, uh, my favorite thing is a, and I, we do it in the show, in an episode you haven't seen yet, is a, uh, spider crab linguine. So what I do, is, so what I do is I take very quickly, I'll run through the recipe. <laughs> I take the shells, I, I, I cook the fish briefly and then chill the, the fish, the shell, the crab briefly and then chill it. I rip the claws off. I break the claws up. I spend days getting the meat out because it's fiddly. And then I get like a big sink or something and I smash all the claws up. And I put them in a pan, a huge pan with olive oil, and I roast them. And I roast them in loads of olive oil for a good 20 minutes, mm. you know, turning them over all the time. And all the flavor from the crab leg comes into the, the smaller claws, particularly that I haven't got the meat out of, goes into that oil. And then into that, I'll throw uh, chopped onions, tons of garlic. Um, I'll throw some fennel, that aniseed flavor, and then uh, white wine. Uh, and then I'll, I'll put a splash of French brandy in it, maybe some perno, you know, aniseed liqueur, and then tins of really good Italian chopped tomatoes or tomatoes on your side of the pond. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, 
and then I'll simmer that bad boy with some fish stock, and I'll simmer that for 20 minutes, and then I'll strain it through a sieve, and I get this amazing rich sauce full of essence of crab that I then reduce until it's thick and amazing. And then, really simply, I cook some linguine, I throw handfuls of white crab meat, and throw it into that garlicky, lemony, amazing sauce, squeeze some lemon in, toss it all together, put it in a clean tin crab shell, drink rosé wine with it, and eat it in the sunlight. Oh, my God. I wish you'd throw me in there. Can I marry you? <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah. laughs> that depends. Have you got a beard? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> He's like, only beards allowed. <laughs> Man, that sounds so delicious, Mike. Oh, my uh, God. You'll see it cooked in the show in the next couple of episodes. You know what's so cool is you, you know, you're you have Michelin rated, you know, restaurants over there, uh, but you yep. make that caliber of food for you know people at home, also over campfires. I mean, you're teaching people. Yeah, this is how you can do it in your own kitchen, or if you're in the backwoods and you're doing it over a fire, we can make the same caliber of food both places, and you demonstrate that. I mean, it's awesome. And it isn't hard, you know. There are some basic principles to follow. It isn't hard. It's relaxing, but there's no reason you can't cook really amazing food. And there's, you know, I, I, we don't do a lot of fries. We do some. We do an epic fish and chips uh, on a freezing cold day. <laughs> but generally, most things is, are not, we don't do a lot of fried food, but, you know, it, it's, it's classic cooking. It's just classic techniques. And, hey, if you want to take it one step further, then in about uh, two and a half months' time, in midsummer, uh, we've got um, Wild Fish Masterclass coming out on Outdoor Channel, which is, uh, oh. which, is the, which is the sister show to Wild Game Masterclasses that did really, really well, um, which we're doing more of. And uh, the good news is uh, we're doing all four shows, Farming the Wild, Fishing the Wild, and the two Masterclass series, we're doing them all again next year. Holy oh, man, smokes, that's cool. really? Hey, Mike, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Mike Robinson. He's the host of Fishing the Wild on Outdoor Channel, plus a lot of other shows. That's right. You have to watch Fishing the Wild Outdoor Channel Mondays, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, all new series. It is amazing. It, it's been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Uh, MyOutdoorTV.com Again, Mr. Mike, to learn about you, where do we have to go? Uh, go to Game Meet Mike on Instagram, that's my main one and then you'll find Mike Robinson Chef on Facebook. Yeah, we want to talk next time about fiddleheads, ramps, and haggis. All sorts of good stuff. Alright, Mr. Mike, God bless you, we love you, brother. Thank you, mate. See you later. Alright, so don't go anywhere, because coming up next is the Kansas Catman, as we talk more on the water. Stick around. Ever wonder exactly what the heck we're thinking? Uh, yes. Well, log on to JimandTraff.com and get inside our heads. Put on your noise-canceling headphones because it's going to get loud. Check out Jim's blog, Trav's Take, and a truckload of useful info under the Happenings tab. JimandTraff.com. The revolution will continue right after these messages. The most dangerous predators require the most advanced techniques. This is basically where the food chain starts and where the food chain also will end. We're going to be hunting with thermals. We're going to be doing spot and stock, hunting over feeders. We've got one laying right there. 
Join host Jeff Thomason as he chases the deadliest predators from around the world. I'm telling you, man, that, that's a rush. Predator Pursuit, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings and look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here are the boys. And we're back. Ahoy, mateys. We're on the water this week. Uh, before the break was Mike Robinson. He is the host of Fishing the Wild on Outdoor Channel. All new episodes Mondays, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. But we're climbing aboard the Tuna Tub right now with Mr. Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? It's going good, boys. Going good. You know, now now's the time when them good-looking girls are out there taking care of their business. And I'm talking about Whiskered Channel Cats. <laughs> they got uh, love is in the air, as they would say. They're, uh, they've got some suitors. They're being courted. This is breeding season, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No time to turn your nose up, that's for sure. <laughs> them daggone fish, man, they'll eat anything you throw out by them, you know, when they're over there by the nest and guarding it good. You could throw a stick out there and they'd attack it. No way, really? So they're pretty aggressive uh, this time of year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you catch one right after another, just back to back. Now, these big old females, how many eggs will they lay, do you think? Oh, man, thousands and thousands of them, you know, but not all of them make it. Yeah. There's other critters out there that like to eat them uh, catfish eggs like a gar. They're the catfish's worst enemy. Are they really? Seriously? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, uh... They're, they're they're definitely not yin and yang. <laughs> oh man, they're like Jimbo, you know. They're those garfish. They're they're troublemakers, is what they are. Now, do you guys have uh, a lot of gar around there? Oh yeah, man. You know, it, it's uh, when it's time for the catfish to be doing their thing. Mm-hmm. The gar does the same thing at the same time, you know. And you can tell because they get this big, long, wiry-looking hair coming off the back of them. Really, it's up in the air like a daggone antenna. I'll tell you right then that they're they're in heat. <laughs> I talk to them like they're a dog, huh? <laughs> the little pavement princesses just gallivanting around. Um. But boy, I tell you, it's a good time to go get them right now, you know, because most generally they're up in shallow water or they're up around on the rocks and. Yeah. And you can fish with the bobber and some shrimp, throw out there and drag it on them rocks and hang on to your rod, boy, because they're going to hit it hard. Now, you know, we got Greg Ritz coming up next, and he's got this massive crawfish farm down in uh, Louisiana. Do you ever use crawfish for bait? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crawdads, heck yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful anymore when you go to the bait shop, though, because all these different species of critters like that, they got different names, and some of them you can use, and some of them you can't. But an old crawpappy looks the same to me. I don't care what color he is. <laughs> That's right. Now, how long does the breeding season last for? Uh, you know, it kind of kind of in for a couple of weeks, maybe a week and a half out. Then, you know, you have a few stragglers, but probably just about a couple-week area. Yeah, so, like, this is the time people really need to get out. The weather is so nice. I mean, you know, what are you guys probably in the, the mid-80s most of the time now? Oh, man, we're talking almost 100 degrees 
today, tomorrow, and the next day, man. It's going to be hot, No hot, way. Hot. Serious. And, hey, I tell you what, you got me hungry talking about them crawfish, man. <laughs> been a while since I was down in Louisiana had some crawfish etouffee. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Oh, man. I'm talking, it's, boy, that's, that's grunt time. Yeah. Now, do they have pretty good catfishing down there, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's uh, catfish crazy down there. Yeah. All right. Now, Mr. Cat Daddy, if people want to book a trip with you, get out right now. And this is probably the time of year where you're going to be doing, like, overnight trips, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, overnights, days, afternoons, we're going to do it all this year. Yeah. Now, do you have anything available? If you do, where can people find you online? We have a few openings right now, and you can find me online at www.catdaddyguideservices.com. All right. And this has been uh, brought to you by High Mountain seasonings visit them online to spice up your crawfish your catfish uh your daily lives your love life maybe at uh himdnjerky.com just put a little over your shoulder and uh your wife will attack you or something all right we got to get to a break coming up next is greg ritz the host of hunt masters on outdoor channel that is sundays 8 30 p.m eastern time and what is your email address jimbo always says it what is that cat daddy oh man you had to ask me that now i'm having a brain fart i think it's cat daddy underscore one at yahoo.com. Is that right? At msn.com. msn.com. That's the one. All right, we got to get to a break. Greg Ritz, he's coming up next. Mr. Cat Daddy, as always, we love you, buddy. Couldn't do it without you, boys. I'll tell you that right now. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Trav. I'm calling to say that I no longer love you. My heart now belongs to Cat Daddy. What can I say? He's the angler of my dreams. He whiskered his way into my heart. And so I guess this is goodbye. You set up the phone on, eh? Buddies with Cat Daddy. He's so hairy. She wanted that tuna tub bean whole action late night flathead fury. Disgusting. My kids are calling Cat Daddy Poppy. There's a lot of traffic out there on the information superhighway because everyone is headed to JimandTrav.com. See? It's a traffic jam. Hey, move it, buddy! Blogs, pictures, tips, recipes, and a ton of other cool stuff. JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will return in a few moments. Tommy Gomes, a.k.a. The Fishmonger, is back with a new season. Every piece of fish that comes off of your boat, you have a story. He's working to put fresh, sustainable seafood on America's tables. The public are now more aware of where their seafood comes from. They are the stewards of the sea. Farm the seas with a fishing legend. What's the catch? What's the cost? The Fishmonger. All new Mondays at 8.30 on Outdoor Channel. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Travis on the water. Now, here's another two-parter with Greg Ritz, host of Hunt Masters on Outdoor Channel. Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. 
Hey, we're back. We're on the water. Uh, before the break, we had Cat Daddy on. In our next guest, he actually has a life-size photo of Cat Daddy above his bed. That is Mr. Greg Ritz. He is the host of Huntmasters on Outdoor Channel. That is Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Greg, buddy, how's it going? I am doing great. This seems kind of strange not having have a gym on the line, but I guess uh, <laughs> we're going to have to do our work today. Yeah, poor little COVID kind of knocked him out. I think he was actually just <laughs> embarrassed uh, because... Not only are you, you're an awesome conservationist, you're a um, huge advocate for hunting, you're a humanitarian, you're also a crawfish farmer, is that right? <laughs> I, I am, in fact, uh, I am one of the largest crawfish farmers in the United States. But I mean, how did you get into Ritz Crawfish Company? This is down in Louisiana, correct? It, it is, it is. So 90% of all the crawfish in the United States come out of a 50-mile radius in Louisiana. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, and it's definitely a regional delicacy. And a part of that is, is there's just not infrastructure and supply to create a national trend around crawfish. But everything that I've learned being in the Midwest for farming, you know, corn and beans and managing habitat for wildlife, I got introduced to uh, a good friend of mine is now my partner, Randy Murphy, down in Louisiana, and I purchased a farm down there, and it was fallow. Like, this whole thing was grown over, weedy mess, incredible yeah. place to waterfowl hunt. <laughs> yeah. And uh, alligators in, in, in every dish. <laughs> yeah. And uh, seriously. And uh, and I'm like, hey, like, how can we convert this farm? Like, I, I've never been a rice farmer. And what people don't realize about crawfish is you have to be a great rice farmer because the crawfish eat the rice stubble or the vegetation that's left after you harvest the rice. All right. So it had been out of production for quite some time and you decide, all right, we're going to plant rice. We're going to harvest it. Then we're going to flood it. There's no crawfish yep. there to begin with. So did Correct. you, you had to stock that so that there was a lot of prep work that rent went into there was, Ritz crawfish yeah, company. A lot of, so, so you think, so, so rice is a lot of people know is an aquatic, is a semi-aquatic plant. Oh yeah. So obviously we had to reclaim the ground and, and everything we had to go precision level the ground. So when I say precision level, it is at zero grade, 100% perfectly flat. Wow. And then what you do is you put all these levees in here to accommodate for the different drop in the ground and a way to retain the water. Uh -huh. So then you go plant your rice. And then uh, about six weeks later, at stage four in the rice development stage, it becomes an aquatic plant. So you start flooding the fields, right? Mm -hmm. And then the rice lives in the water until, you know, you harvest. So it's about 120, 130 day growing time. Oh, wow. But unlike corn and beans, there's not a lot of profit in rice. Mm -hmm. And these farmers survive by then using the stubble to feed crawfish so they get two crops out of their field. Now, so you go and you, you get these crawfish and you put them there, all right? So you stock it the first time, and they burrow down, so they're kind of dormant in the ground, correct? Co correct. So what, so what you do is is you, you'll stock your fields yeah. uh, typically in, in, in May, June time frame when the, when the rice is tall enough and the fields can sustain flooding. Now, I personally like to go and uh, work with local fishermen in the Atchafalaya Basin to get – Pure wild crawfish. Mm -hmm. They're bigger, they're darker, they're hardier, they got bigger claws on them. 
And so then we go, we, these fishermen go catch them in the wild and then you transplant them into your rice fields and you allow natural reproduction to occur. So a female can hold up to 600 eggs. Holy smoke. Seriously. Yep. Jesus. Yep, yep. So a good, you know, a good mature female, you know, so most, so I pretty much count on, you know, about 400 eggs per female. Yeah. And then, so you put them in the fields, they go through their, their breeding cycle, like we go through the rut with the whitetails, yeah. right? And, uh, then they burrow in the ground because now the water gets hotter, you know, the, the vegetation starts to get scarce. Yeah. Then we reflood. So then we cut our rice uh-huh. late August, September. And then about October 1st, we reflood the fields and we reflood the fields that all the crawfish come out of the ground. And now the mamas have the babies on them. They're attached to her abdomen. She has these little swimmerettes. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so you'll have like 400 babies, these little cralings, <laughs> they call them, attached to her. Really? And she'll... Yep, and then she'll release them into the open water, and they'll hang around mom for a couple weeks, and then, boom, they're off on their own to survive. Oh, my goodness. All right, once again, hanging out with Mr. Greg Ritz, the host of Huntmasters on Outdoor Channel. All new episodes, Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, as they go through their developmental process, let's say, don't they molt like seven, eight, nine, ten times that exoskeleton? Exactly. So, so think of the crawfish as a freshwater lobster. Okay. Okay. So it has to molt to grow. So it'll it'll molt roughly eleven times. Wow. And every time it molts, it grows forty percent in size. Now, does that and it, and, exoskeleton mm-hmm. break down for like fertilizer? Is that what you guys do? Because that has to Bingo. be a lot, really. Yes. 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 In fact, it's pretty amazing. So thirty percent of the contents of a crawfish shell is calcium. Uh huh. So right before they molt, they suck the calcium out of the shells. They deposit it inside their body. They shed their their exoskeleton, uh-huh. and then the new one grows. And then they put that calcium back in into the shell. So therefore, th- this is a great sustainable process, right? Because so think about if you just harvested rice. Now I got to go disc the field up, right? I got to soil cultivate the field. I got to get a prep for planting. I use the crawfish to eat all the stubble right down to the mud. There, there will be no stubble left on the field. Really? So now I don't have to go overwork my ground, right? All I've got to do, I can do one of two things. I can literally aerial seed and drop uh, rice seed back into the water, drain it back out. And then grow my rice that way, and not even touch the ground. Seriously, or what I can? Yeah, seriously, because, wow. because they eat it that perfectly. They eat everything. Holy smokes, that is so crazy! I like it. You you eat them, but before you eat them, you put them to work. You know, I mean that's right. that's like the best of both worlds, right there. And I, if people they got to hop on uh, your website, Ritz Crawfish Co. Co. stands for company dot com. Um, and the crawfish that you guys raise, Mr. Greg, holy smokes, they're massive. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty blessed, but we approach it like we do our whitetails, right? Yeah. It's food, cover, and water. We monitor the water every day. We change the water out. We pump from our freshwater wells. You know, we make sure we have suitable food with all of the rice that's growing out there. And the other thing we do is we encourage the growth of aquatic plants like alligator weed. Yeah. Because when you have aquatic plants growing, it purifies the water, puts oxygen in the water. So we're always tinkering on how to create this symbiotic relationship. And 
hey, my goal is to popularize crawfish around the country. Yeah. Because everybody knows a lobster. Everybody knows a crab. Not everybody knows a crawfish. Holy smokes. That is so cool. All right, Mr. Greg Ritz, the host of Hunt Masters, and he's a crawfish farmer. Uh, that's Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, we got to get to a break. Can you stick around for part two, Mr. Greg? Absolutely. All right. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sports Material, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. And, of course, you can uh, pick up previous seasons and episodes of Hunt Masters on My Outdoor TV. Mr. Greg, though, to learn more about you, uh, Ritz Crawfish Company, everything you have going on, your partners where can we find you online absolutely for rich crawfish company you want to go at rich crawfish company on instagram and same on facebook twitter and tiktok is rich crawfish co and we do have some really cool tiktoks so make sure you check us out and then obviously for anything hunt masters it's at hunt masters tv for instagram and greg ritz hunt masters for facebook and uh, on TikTok, it's at Huntmasters. Yeah, I was watching a video on TikTok of uh, one of your guys out there. He was, like, running his trap line there. And it had, like, 43 yeah. million views on it. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so if you think of the scope of this, I have 30,000 traps in the water. Holy smokes, we have 30. To, we have to harvest those traps by hand five or six days a week for four months. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to get uh, get to a break, and uh, we'll return with Mr. Greg Ritz right after this. If you've ever manscaped with a hunting knife, ah! you're in the right place. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after these important messages. Thanks for tuning into the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Damn, you're good. And on the water. Now let's get back to the boys and Greg Ritz, host of Hunt Masters on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. All right, we're back with Mr. Greg Ritz. We're on the water. Uh, he is the host of Hunt Masters on Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, talking about Ritz Crawfish Company. Now, when I grew up, we, you know, living up in Colorado, you always go swimming in the river and catch crawfish. Mm-hmm. And this isn't exactly the way you guys do it. I was, you guys have like this weird looking boat with wheels and you got like this paddle spinning behind you. That's a heck of a setup out there. And you like drive basically a track line correct we we, we we do it's it's really interesting it's, it's specific only to louisiana and only the small radius where the weather patterns and the soil conditions are right and obviously the rice farming but yeah we have a boat with a giant paddle wheel that walks across the water and i'll run thirty thousand traps a day oh. five or six days a week for four months holy smokes you know we're talking with uh mike robinson earlier in the show um, or having uh, Scott Laysath on. And you're always talking about sustainability. Also, I mean, you know how many crawfish. I think China is the largest importer of crawfish into the U.S. I, they import Americans, I think. But it is so important for, you know, people such as yourself, Mr. Greg, to be doing this, to provide for America and for, you know, giving people the opportunity to shop locally instead of going to a store and buying something from China or wherever Absolutely. it may come from. Yeah. Well, it's in, in, in your in your right. So, so here's some interesting facts. If, if you were to ask Jim or your buddies around, like, hey, have you heard of lobsters? Yes. Have you tried lobsters? Yes. Yeah. Have you heard of crabs, whether they're blue crabs or Dungeness crabs or stone crabs or 
can crab legs or whatever? And the answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, people about crawfish are like, eh, I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's an, in- here's an interesting fact. In the United States, we consume 200 million pounds of lobster a year. Now, obviously, it's a marine, a marine animal. So the in crabs, we consume 200 million pounds of crabs annually in the United States. Man, that's a lot. We also consume 200 million pounds of crawfish in the United States. No way. Really? 90% of that is consumed in the southeast, right? Louisiana, Texas, Florida, Mississippi, right? I mean, those, those areas. But that is how big and how popular. Now, if we go to the world level, mm-hmm. the number one seafood consumed in the world is shrimp. Yeah. Right? Not surprised, right? Mm-hmm. Five million metric tons of shrimp are consumed a year. Oh, my goodness. The number two consumed seafood in the world is 2.5 million metric tons, and that's salmon. Mm, yeah. The number three is a tie for number two. Really? That's crawfish. Now, question for you. When you sit there and you, I mean, you know, you do so much uh, conservation and habitat improvement for whitetails, which you have referenced, um, and everyone knows that. It's amazing what you do. But in, and when you harvest that mature buck, let's say he's seven, eight, nine years old, whatever it may be, and this, you have all the years worth of photos of this animal. Do you feel the same pride with the conservation efforts and everything when you have that awesome crawfish harvest and you pull in these big old babies? Do you feel the same amount of accomplishment and pride with your crawfish oh as you do your whitetail? Absolutely. It, you know, and I would love to get you and Jim down to see the farm because, you know, for what we're doing to improve the habitat and to precision level these fields and to manage the, the quality of the water. And then when you go harvest, you go pull this trap out of the water, right? Yeah. And there's 200 crawfish in there. And Ooh. you and you look at all the different sizes, right? Because you, you have this group, like, here's the older ones here, and then, like, here's the middle-aged ones here, and here's the babies that were just born. Like, you understand that you're part of a big system, mm-hmm. right? And, and, if, and if I can help that system keep revolving in the health of these crawfish, and then every day I'm so, I mean, I'm moving a million pounds a year. Wow. A million. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, we can't, we can't move, move enough. So it's fun to be part of something really big and a cool movement and know that, you know, I can make a difference. That's right. All right. Mr. Greg Ritz, he is the host of Hunt Masters on Outdoor Channel. That is Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. One of the best shows. Uh, you have to watch it. But this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com. Again, Mr. Greg, everything you do, it's so amazing. Where can we find you online? All right. For Rich Crawfish Company, go to at Rich Crawfish Company for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. TikTok is at Rich Crawfish Co. And obviously, Hunt Masters, we have a phenomenal lineup on the Outdoor Channel coming up Sundays at 8.30. On Instagram, it's at Hunt Masters TV. Facebook is Greg Ritz Hunt Masters. And TikTok is at Hunt Masters. And hey, for some really good merch, which we should probably send you and uh, Jim here, make sure you go <laughs> into HuntMasters.com or RitzCrawfishCo.com. That's right. I was looking out on your website right now, uh, RitzCrawfishCo.com, and you guys have recipes on there, and there's all sorts of stuff about sustainability oh, and how you harvest. Yeah. Very informational. Yeah, you- 
Well, good, good. Well, I have, you know, I appreciate what you and Jim do. You guys are the voice of the sportsman, the outdoorsman, the conservationist, man. So I appreciate the time, as always. All right, we got to get to a break. Mr. Greg, you're so awesome. God bless you. We love you, buddy. Take care. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Man, what a great show this was, boys and girls. Thank you so much for tuning in. Had a fantastic time uh, talking with Mike Robinson, a host of Fish in the Wild, plus Cat Daddy, Greg Riss with Huntmasters. And uh, as you guys heard, Jimbo had to take off because his COVID test came back positive. Uh, Prayers for him and speedy recovery. But get outdoors this weekend, take some kiddos with you, and make sure you hammer home firearm safety. All right, we love you, boys and girls. Peace out. Stay safe. God bless. You rock. USA. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.